This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. A warm welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. As we speak, delegates from over a dozen countries are taking part in the Open Parliament Forum here in Taipei. It's a two-day meeting bringing together lawmakers and experts for discussions on how to strengthen democracy worldwide. And as James Chater reports, the meeting not only bolsters Taiwan's international ties, but also demonstrates solidarity in the face of rising authoritarianism. I take a great pride in sharing the experience of a delegate in the Georgian capital, Tbilisi, beams into the Open Parliament Forum. He's one of over a hundred legislators and experts who have come together for the two-day meeting in Taipei. Discussion points have ranged from promoting trust in democratic governments to tackling disinformation. We need to ensure that freedom of expression is preserved, but also our citizens are protected from certain hostiles that really wish to somehow induce the mistrust in states, in societies, in ability for ourselves to work together. And it comes as President Tsai Ing-wen said on Thursday that Taiwan stands on the front line of democracy. Delegates from over a dozen European, Asian and Latin American countries are attending the forum amid an increased sense of urgency to bolster democratic institutions globally. And participants clearly want to preserve the information that's on offer. Behind me, delegates from around the world on stage and online are discussing the best ways to protect democracy. And once it's over, they'll be taking what they've learned back to their home countries. The forum is the culmination of a 10-day visit to Taiwan from Lithuanian, Latvian and Estonian lawmakers. We hope to come up with uh, how to deal with uh, the authoritarian neighbour, Taiwan, we have vis-à-vis uh, -vis China and uh, Baltic countries, Russia. And a common belief in democratic values mean all parties are determined to get the most from the experience. It's not just information from panels that delegates will be taking home, but the relationships built from corridor conversations. From people to people, we are sharing good practices, experiences, and building stronger bridges. Because first, the connection between two persons is made, and then the connection between states can be made, and then international alliances. The Open Parliament Forum comes ahead of the US-led Summit for Democracy scheduled for next week. Taiwan is included, but China is not invited. Digital Minister Audrey Tang will represent Taiwan at the summit and has hit back at China's opposition to her attendance. There will be, in the future, more summit gatherings for democracy. So for uh, all the uh, governments and peoples around the world who feel uh, maybe slighted that they have not been invited as a participant, my suggestion is to double down uh, on realizing democracy. But back on this front line, the quiet work of strengthening democracy continues. Damon Lin and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. Leading the Baltic delegation to Taiwan is Lithuanian MP Matas Maldekis, who is also the head of the Lithuanian Parliament's Taiwan Friendship Group. He spoke to me from the sidelines of the Open Parliament Forum to discuss his impressions of Taiwan and why Europeans have changed their views on China. 
their policy in Europe is backfiring. They they played their cards straight. We European Union countries see what they are made of. It's espionage, stealing intellectual property. It's pressing the politicians, pressing the press, saying it, it's a question of sovereignty for those countries in the end of the day. And that starts to backfire. Europeans really love to have their own sovereignty, and it's and China has a problem. I think it's now starts to realize that. Lithuania is a small country of 2.7 million people. Why do you think China feels so threatened by Lithuania's relations with Taiwan? Because it understands that it's a question of example. Europeans will start to look. What is happening? That there is a win-win situation, in terms of economy, in terms of having to deal with a country where is democracy, rule of law, clear game uh, play rules, and、uh, it's a question of time when those people who start to ask their governments why we are dealing with China, where、uh, a lot of people.、Uh, Absolutely horrifying problems of human rights. There is no rule of law, no democracy, and we are dealing with this country only because of big market. Lithuania's foreign minister was recently in Washington. Do you think that China's downgrading of ties with Lithuania has pushed you closer to the U.S.? We are starting a new era, and in this new era, we want to find our niche, our place, and、uh, we are on a clear. Side of democracy because in the end it's a question of national national security. If we want to stay as a country free,、uh, prosperous, create our own economy, create our own destiny, we have to deal with democracies and help one another. What is your biggest takeaway so far、um, from your Taiwanese experience? I felt how important、uh, being the democracy for Taiwanese and the,、uh, and for Taiwan. In these geopolitical circumstances, I feel the need of Taiwanese to be understood in the world, and I'm feeling that we are standing on the brink of something very different from what we experience regarding this region, and that takes you to the heart, and you feel like a little ashamed that you can do so little in a sense of this big world. But we are trying. All the small steps leads to something bigger. I'm sure of that. Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen has made the Financial Times list of the world's most influential women for the second year running. The citation said Tsai continues to demonstrate through her leadership how Taiwan's values are distinct from China's. The paper said Tsai does not buckle. In the face of intimidation, the 25 women on this year's list also include Hong Kong democracy activist Agnes Chow, Ugandan climate activist Vanessa Nakate, and the U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The list was drawn up by FT journalists, previous winners of the accolade, and the paper's readers. As the world awaits more information on the transmissibility of the Omicron variant, the WHO has said that vaccination is still the best protection. In Taiwan, only around 57% of the population has received two doses, and efforts are underway to make the shots more accessible. Our reporter Sandy Chi has the details. In an effort to encourage more people to get their second COVID-19 shots. Hospitals in Taiwan have extended their vaccination hours to late as midnight, but soon people may not need to go to hospital or even make an appointment. 
they'll be able to get jabbed on a trip to the supermarket. In-store vaccination trials are already underway in southern Taiwan when the Pingtung County government and a department store are offering Moderna shots over a five-day period. And while the only known protection against current COVID strains is vaccination, a longer-term plan is underway to address the issue of variants like Omicron. In an exclusive interview with the local Taiwanese news channel, Wang Qihui, a recent winner of a prestigious global award in chemistry, said he was working on what he calls a broadly protective vaccine that could be effective against all variants of COVID-19. He's developing the vaccine with the team at Academia Seneca, a prestigious Taiwan research institute, and they now have a temporary patent in the U.S. Wong says he has high hopes that his vaccine could one day help us to coexist with the COVID-19 virus in all its mutations. Alex Chen and Sandy Chi for Taiwan Plus. Democratic Progressive Party legislator Gao Jiayi has expressed thanks for the support she has received since going public with claims of domestic violence. Earlier this week, Gao filed a police report against her partner for physical assault. He has been taken into custody. Gao said she intends to use her position to fight for changes to Taiwan's domestic abuse laws. Local language classes are set to become mandatory in Taiwan's high schools and middle schools by the start of the 2022 academic year. Languages covered by the Development of National Languages Act include Hokkien Taiwanese, Hakka, Matsu's Eastern Min, indigenous languages and Taiwan Sign Language. Seventh and eighth graders can choose to study one local language at class a week, while local language courses in high schools will be assigned two credits. The policy was already in place for elementary schools, but the education ministry now faces a challenge in finding enough qualified teachers. A new exhibition at Taipei's Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall is taking a closer look at the controversial former president of Taiwan. It's been called a step toward breaking the myth of a man who is often regarded as a national hero, but who ruled with an iron fist. Rick Glowett has this report. In the heart of Taipei, Taiwan's former president Chiang Kai-shek gazes out over the city from the top of his grand memorial hall. Behind his smile, this statue and the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall are at the centre of a fierce debate over how Taiwan should tackle its authoritarian past. As the debate rages on, a new exhibition inside the hall and beneath the statue challenges the image of Chiang as a benevolent national hero. Born in eastern China, Chiang Kai-shek took the helm of the Republic of China based in Nanjing in 1928. After leading the Republic of China to victory in the Second World War and taking control of Taiwan from the Japanese, Chiang and his nationalists lost the Chinese Civil War to the Chinese Communist Party. He moved his government from China to Taiwan in 1949 along with two million of his nationalist forces. While the exhibition does show how the Generalissimo led Taiwan to become a manufacturing hub prompting an economic boom in the 1970s and 80s, it also exhibits details of Chang's role in Taiwan's February 28 incident and white terror period, when tens of thousands of opponents to his authoritarian rule were arrested, imprisoned or even killed. 
Taiwan's culture minister has said that this new exhibition is a step toward breaking the Chiang Kai-shek myth that the statue above us portrays. And browsing the exhibitions here, you get the sense that the organizers have worked hard to give a fuller, more balanced history of one of Taiwan's most controversial figures. Its visitors appear undecided on how to deal with the contradictions of a man that now runs counter to Taiwan's identity as a free and liberal democracy. Many Chiang Kai-shek statues, removed from the streets of Taiwan, end up here in a park surrounding his mausoleum. The country's Transitional Justice Commission, set up by President Tsai Ing-wen after she swept to power in 2016, is charged with handling the images and statues of Chiang Kai-shek that dot the country. Many feel they display an integral part of Taiwan's history, but they are also a painful reminder for victims of oppression under Chiang's regime. One of the most poignant exhibits is a collection of documents proving Chiang urged the execution of political dissidents and signed their lives away. It is a stark contrast to the smiling face of the statue that presides over the memorial hall. It's depicting him as an overall honorable person, as someone who we should honor and respect. And many people who see the fact that he oversaw this violent oppression of people during the white terror period disagrees. Um, he's not someone we should honor and respect. It is a sensitive subject for many Taiwanese, weighing up the legacy of a man revered by some and condemned by others. Why the memorial hall and the statues are controversial is because they demand a kind of particular memory of the past, of remembering him as an honorable and respectable figure. And at the very least, we should tell a more complicated history. At the exhibition opening, the culture minister sidestepped the statue controversy. So the debate over how to confront a violent past rages on. And, just like inside the hall, the figure of Chiang Kai-shek looms over modern Taiwan. Rick Yi and Rick Lowert for Taiwan Plus. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.